The Matt Wyatt Show podcast is made possible by Mississippi Land Bank. Buying or selling, make sure you go there first. Online at mslandbank.com. That's Mississippi Land Bank, where they understand the lay of the land in North Mississippi. Hey, hey! Man, you ought to see me. I'm like Jake Wimberly in here now. Kicked back in my chair, laid back. <laughs> You're not standing up today? Well, I was in the first hour, and now in the second hour, I'm just... Now I'm just laid back here in the second hour. As I like to say, you're chillaxing. Chillaxing, show is, and it's easy to do. I wish I was outside doing the show. Now the wind's blowing a little bit, so you might hear it on this uh, microphone if I went out there. But that's where I wish I was. And Coffee Norman knows it. He sent me this on the uh, country pleasing text line at eight eight five three seven seven six eight eight five three seven seven six. A screenshot of the weather forecast. Now, it says Thaxton, Mississippi. Now, help me here, JB. I thought Thaxton's up around Pontotoc, Oxford. Am I thinking of something else? Uh, you know, I'm not sure. Well, here I, I go. I wouldn't want to I wouldn't, wouldn't want to go one way or the other, but I, I, I would tend to agree with you. Let's see here. Let me just make sure. Yep, Pontotoc County. I thought I'd pass those signs a bunch on Highway 6 between... Uh, Pontotoc and Oxford on Highway 6. It, it's, um, yeah, Thaxton. I got a Dollar General right on the highway and a big cattle auction barn right there and a sign that says Thaxton. Yeah, it's not far, not too terribly far, uh, JB, from where when I came over for Roger's funeral and I turned off the main road right there, Highway 6 yeah. that goes to Thaxton. Matt, you know, I'm thinking, I think the last time I saw you in person was. When you, yeah, Roger's Roger's funeral. Yeah, yeah, at his funeral. Yeah, that's been that. That was about two or three days into the quarantine mandate. Mm-hmm. Yep, it sure was. I had the thought the other day how I I just know it. I feel it. Roger is laughing at me saying I told you so regarding this coronavirus <laughs> <laughs> because. Back, uh, oh heck, man! Back November, December, but certainly right around January. Yeah. He was uh, like we had some, there's some folks who he'd become friends with, you know, who listened to the show, and every now and then would call in. But they would call in a lot of times during the show, and especially during commercials, and they would exchange notes <laughs> on stuff they were keeping up with on the coronavirus, right. and. And I just, I was just having fun with him. I'd pick on him a little bit. I'd say, uh, oh, come on. And they, y'all are blowing it out of proportion. He'd say, no, I'm not. I'm telling you, you just better. And he'd tell me stuff like, you better stack away some supplies, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and, and, and I knew, I kind of knew he was right. You could sense it with everything that was bubbling up about it. You could kind of sense it. But I would just mess with him and say, nah. Because it would really get him going if I doubted it, you know. And uh, I know yeah, that because Roger could have a little conspiracy theorist in him. Oh, no doubt. No, no doubt about it. Yeah, he's looking at me right now, going, "Uh huh. What do you think, big boy?" And I know it sounds crazy, but 
every now and then I do kind of feel his presence here mm-hmm. in the studio. Yeah. Well, I miss him. I know you do too. You got to spend a lot more time with him than I did. I, I spent time with him audibly. Yeah. You know what I mean? I miss getting those texts from him at 11:30 at night. <laughs> well, I would send them to you, but I'm I'm down by the count by yeah. then too. Well, I say 11:30. That was rare, but every now and then at 10 or 10:30, he'd text me and like, and it, and it would be something like this: 10 o'clock, I'm asleep, my phone goes bloom, and I'd look at it, and Roger would text me. He'd go, "Hey, have you seen this special thing on Willie Nelson over here on the History Channel?" <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, and, and I don't, a lot of times I would feel bad about just putting the phone back down and going back to sleep. I'm like, I'll get to it in the morning. But he never took offense to it. You know, I just text him back in the morning. Uh, I miss him. You know, I was thinking yesterday about that funeral, JB. And for those that don't know, if you're listening, our man JB here, John, was the, uh, you know, he officiates weddings, but he officiates funerals. Is that the right term? Yeah, you I a, think so. You officiate a funeral. Yeah. And so you did Roger's funeral, on it, and that was tough for you because y'all were really close. You used a a term in there in describing him, and I don't remember the exact words. I wonder if you do. But it was something about Roger's approach in, to helping what you said was unconventional people. Yeah. And that he, really he, stuck with me, this idea of just the term even unconventional people some people call them uh, outcast yeah uh, and 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 it doesn't necessarily have to be the poor and downtrodden either it's just he had a it just had a huge heart that mm-hmm. attracted him and attracted people that were going through certain things or you know or just needed someone to talk to they would and and I found out more since his passing of people that I get a text message or an email probably once a week, once every other week. Yeah. Something about Roger and his input and something that, that still lingers with people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, it, and that speaks volumes to me. Yeah. Uh, and I, I guess by unconventional, I mean, just, you know, not the, not your normal. Yeah. Everyday kind of yeah. person. Yeah. No, it really stood out to me. I was thinking, that's right. You know, based on some of the stories and things Roger told me, it, it, it's really interesting. You know, once you let, once you, um, well, you know, to use a term we've heard in church a lot, once you do kind of, you finally give up, you throw your hands up, you surrender, you you die to self, and then just give your life to the Lord. He, it, it's, isn't it always fascinating how, he already knows where you need to be. He already right. knows who you need to be talking to and what you need to be doing. And he just kind of he just kind of puts you there. He gets you in that niche where he really needs you. And I think that's what he started doing with Roger. Yeah. Well, it's it, you know, I, I say this all the time to people. I don't know if I've ever said it to you or on the show, but you know, the line from uh, Me and Bobby McGee by Chris Christopherson, there's a line in there that says Freedom's just another word for nothing left to lose. Yeah. And to me, I I take it from the biblical standpoint. If you're really free, then you've lost everything. Yeah. Yeah, Uh Uh-huh. That's right. That's really true. What a great line, too, in a song, huh? Oh, I know, right. That dude could write. Yeah. 
I think we didn't we. I, I gave you a great big chuckle when this came up the last time on the show. Yeah. When Chris Christopherson came up, uh-huh. I gave you a big <laughs> laugh because I told you little eight nine year old Matt got so confused because <laughs> my mother was a big fan of uh, uh, Christopher Cross. Right. <laughs> you know, sailing, sailing away, Christopher Cross. And I'd hear that song. And then we're like, then I'd see Chris Christopherson on TV thinking, now wait a minute, hold on. That's, that's who she listens to. And he looks like that? The guy who sings Sailing looks like that? Because, you know, Chris Christopherson's a cowboy. You know, he's got a beard. He's like Jeff Bridges in uh, when he was in the new version of True Grit. True Grit. <laughs> That's what Chris Christopherson <laughs> looks like. And I'm hearing in my head, looking at him, you know, little Matt, looking at him and then hearing, sailing, sailing away. I'm going, this did, no, 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 no. This doesn't work. <laughs> I was totally confused. <laughs> it's not the same guy, kid. <clears throat> I just wish somebody would have explained it to me <laughs> back then. <clears throat> well, it's, it's kind of like I've got a good friend. I mean, not knowing the person I'm going to cut you some slack on that okay. because they are, you know, CC and KK. Mm-hmm. But a friend of mine, a very close friend of mine, we were sitting around the pool one day and the song came on and she goes, "Oh man, I love this song." I said, "Do you do you like a lot of Tom Petty stuff?" She goes, "I didn't know that's who sang this song." And so the song started, and you know how the beginning of uh, it goes: "You're a good girl, you love your mama, yeah. you love Jesus and America too, right?" Right. Yeah. And she started singing. You're a good girl. Love your mom. Loves cheese. It's in America. <laughs> and I looked at her and I said, Did you just say cheese? It's? And she said, Yeah, that's the line. I said, No, Jesus. She goes, Oh, you're kidding me. She said, Cheese it. She said, Cheese it. How old is she? Eight? No, she, I can't say how old she is. She'd knock me out. But 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 she's she's old enough to know better about that. <laughs> That's great. Loves cheese. It's well, hey, maybe I like cheese. It's too, man. But yeah. I'm more partial to Jesus <laughs> over my cheese. It's. <laughs> yeah, I mean Jesus won't give you heartburn. No, you know, no cheese. It's will. <laughs> that is fantastic. Fantastic. All right. Uh, let, me, let me get to, let's see, three things here. And then we're going to get into the schedule for college football. Because there are changes popping up on Twitter. If you can't see it, I'll give you those changes. One game that they just, they're not going to get to play it. They, they, this is the Lord's way of saying, y'all aren't playing this game? Give it up. Coffee Norman was telling me about this forecast for the temperatures. Y'all know it feels good outside, but he sent me this. Today, they're in Thaxton, Mississippi. So you're talking about in Pontotoc County. 80 degrees the high. The next one, two, three, four, five, six, seven days in that forecast, it is either mostly sunny or partly cloudy with a high in the 70s every single day. Tomorrow, a high of 77, a low of 58. Folks, get out the rake. Leaves are going to change and then fall. Go ahead and build a fire. Roast some marshmallows. Get ready. The fish are going to move back up. They're moving back up into that shallow water. Come on. Last weekend of summer. 
That's it. Last one. Thank you for that, Coffee Norman. Um, Chicken Hawk on the Divinity Equipment phone line gracing us with his presence. Chicken Hawk, happy Friday to you, sir. What's up? Happy Friday. Windshield wiper slapping time and holding Bobby's body close to mine. We sang every song that Chicken Hawk truck driver knew. <laughs> Ow, me, me, me. And Bobby McGee. Yeah. But look at him. Oh, you know, speaking of Roger, you know, man, I love Roger. Yeah. And you know, Roger was the one to give me my big break over here at Espen 105.9. Roger is actually the one that hired me. It wasn't uh-huh. Kevin, it was Roger. Yeah, you keep saying uh, yeah. that. And you know, and you know that, uh, you know, he, he brought me in studio and stuff. <laughs> and, uh, I got a picture up there in the Hall of Fame with the hat you autographed for me up there, you know, and in mine and, uh, Lupe Ospreel. Uh-huh. And, uh, got a picture of me, Brooksy, Beeb, and Roger, all arm in arm and uh-huh. hand in hand. Yeah, I saw that picture. That yeah. is a great picture. Hey, and was, yeah, that, was that the it's first good, time, was that the first time you ever met Roger? Face to face? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, I've I done, you know, he, well, actually, that's when I come over and sign my contract. I see. see hey, he, he was, done, uh, he done, did it surprise you how big he was? No, well, you know, don't nobody look like they sound. Right. You know what I'm sure. talking about? yes, I know. You know, that's like, see, that's like a woman. A couple of times I got burned <laughs> at the truck stop after I got single, you'd hear a woman, how about it? Anybody give a lady a ride? I'm going westbound. <laughs> And then, oh, where you at, babe? And then, so you pull off in there and look. The first time I, I give her a ride, but bless her heart, you couldn't have pushed her up in the cab with a D9 caliper. <laughs> a, a, wo- a woman that sounds sexy on that chicken band radio or even on this radio, most of the time, now there is some exception, uh, the homecoming queen, she sounds beautiful, which I know she is. She wouldn't have been the homecoming queen. But, uh, I'm oh, yeah, I need a, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, she's beautiful. A, whole, a homecoming queen, beautiful. She wouldn't have been a homecoming queen if she hadn't been beautiful. I ain't talking about Matt. Now, bless her heart, she must have had some kind of uh, some. <laughs> I don't know. Her glasses must have been fogged up or something other when you know when she met Matt. But uh, you know, he but he had that girlish figure back, and that's like me. See, you look, you get you get mad on when uh, a beaver somebody showed you Lou Bell's profile picture of me. And that's when I had my girlish figure. That's back when I wore a bikini. Mm. Now I have to wear a doggone full-piece bathing suit. You know what I'm saying? So let me ask you this. In, instead of a six-pack chicken hawk, do you have a keg? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. hey, look, hey, wait a minute. Now, I ain't as fluffy as I used to be. I've been de-fluffing. I've been doing that intermediate fasting. Now, I, I have done gone from when I was in the hospital in January with that third round of pneumonia. I dressed out at 325. But I have defluffed down to two seventy seven. Atta boy, atta boy. So yeah, instead, of, in, in, so instead of a D nine, we only need about a D seven to get you in the cab of that truck, don't we? D six. You get me up in that D six. D six. But I said I learned from that first time. As I said, where you at, baby? I'm only in this feet to be open. So you know, I said, okay, I'll, I'll be over there in a minute. And uh, so I rode, and I said, you just get out and stand in front of that Peterbilt. And uh, so I rode around the parking lot. So I could kind of like dress her out, you know. I looked up and said, Lord, have mercy. California, here I come. I'll see y'all. Hey, I love y'all. Have a blessed weekend. If you ain't going to church, go to church. And Jesus is the only reason for the season. And God loves you. Jesus can save you. And don't forget this. See you. See you.
Chicken Hawk out. He was on his game today, wasn't he? <laughs> he even imitated. He's kind of like my mom. She starts talking, mm-hmm. and you go, "What, mom?" and and she's not, she's steadily not listening to you. Mm-mm. And just, she just can, she goes from one subject to the next and never changes breath. Just That's chicken on. Now look at him. <laughs> look at him. Yeah, he did his Coach O impression that day on the air and, and said, look at him. Look at him. Dad, gum, he said she sounded sexy, and then you go to pick her up and you need a D9 caterpillar just to get her up in the cab of the truck. <laughs> 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 That's great. <clears throat> I needed that today. We're not going to get the college football preview for a while. Uh, I'm trying, y'all. I'm trying. Um, so we got we got four and a half before the break. That's not time. We'll just save right. it until after the break. Um, yes. Okay. Coffee Norman said Thaxon is the community that he texts us about that has a gym that's a lot like Hoosiers. Uh, it's still functional. The Thaxton Blue Devils, old school gym. Uh, they rent it out for parties and pick up basketball games and everything. Very cool, Coffee Norman. Thank you. Coffee goes good with those temperatures in the 70s, doesn't it? Ooh. Jeremy said, Jeremy said, how awesome is it that on sports radio we have a testimony going out across the state, uh, reaching people that the preacher can't keep it up, fellas? Well, thanks, Jeremy. Appreciate that very much. Um, Carla. She agrees that Cheez-Its are very good, <laughs> JV. So Carla Danger is okay if your friend, uh, the female, thought it says uh, in the song it said Cheez-Its instead of Jesus. B-Dog 2 says, can we limit Chicken Hawk to one call per week? Says, I can't listen to that guy. Well, it was funny today, B-Dog. It was really funny. I got a text from a friend of mine who said he really was laughing hard at this. Enjoyed it. Jason and Flagstaff. We were talking about the temperatures earlier. And uh, what was it? He texted me and said it was 36 degrees this morning in Flagstaff, Arizona. 36. I saw it. What was it last week, JB? They were putting out video of it snowing in Colorado. Yeah. Yeah. Early season, man. Getting yeah. those slopes ready. Yeah. Jason says, I can't hear Phil Collins or Genesis without remembering Roger. He said, we used to goof off throughout the whole show over that comparison one morning. <laughs> he said, mm-hmm. love talking to him when I called in. He would do that, too. Like, Roger would, people would call in and then not go on the air, and they just carry on a conversation for 35 minutes, you know. And, he, and every now and then, Roger would go, on the phone, he'd tell the person, hey, y'all, hey, hang on a second, Matt's asking me something. And on the air, he'd go, what's that? <laughs> it was great. <clears throat> well, I tell you, sometimes people do call and they want to talk to you, so you know you you put, pan your mic down, mm-hmm. and then they talk longer, and you know you're like you're getting ready for a break, and so I'm trying to listen to you and listen to them and be polite too, you know. But yeah. uh, eventually, it, you hear that music, you got to got to roll. Yeah, yeah. Was well, it? Uh... Squirrel on the country pleasing text line said, "Tell whoever told you to limit Chicken Hawk that this is your show, and you'll limit who you please." <laughs> I'm picking up your your irony there in your text, Squirrel. Appreciate that. Unnamed texter says, "Chicken Hawk should call two times a day, spreading the gospel." Great guy. I agree. I agree. You can call us all. That's fine. More bully says, uh, 
aren't Cheez-Its the reason for the season? No, no, that would be Jesus, more bully. See, <laughs> we've got more confusion happening out here. <laughs> Cheez-Its are the reason for the season. Hey, listen, on that note, we were talking about the homecoming queen who made an appearance on yesterday's show. Right. She was a little girl right around three, four years old. They used to always go to her grandparents' house in Houston, Mississippi. Uh, Miss Smith still living there in that same house, same kitchen. And she very famous meal that she fixes every Sunday in the family. Roast, rice and gravy, green beans, and a few other things. They call it roast, rice, and gravy on Sundays. And um, when Annabeth was a little three, four-year-old, she was just adamantly wanted to look in the pot, the pan up there that had the gravy on the stove, mm-hmm. dying to look at it. Oh, no. Don't tell me she knocked it off. Well, no, it's like and they, they picked her up and let her look, and she's and they're like, why is, why is little Annabeth so fascinated with the gravy? And they asked her, what, what's, uh, Annabeth, why you, what's the big deal with looking at the gravy? And they had just been to church, and she said, because Jesus rose from the gravy. so she had heard you know jesus rose from the grave at church a little three-year-old she heard gravy so when she got home she had to look in the gravy because she thought she had heard that i need to talk to your wife if she knows a good friend of mine that played football for Ole miss way back in the day she ever talk about a Billy Carl Irwin that lives in Houston? Uh yes. I listen. They've talked about Billy Carl a bunch. Now yeah, I don't. About that. I don't know that I um, am, am familiar, but I've heard that name a bunch in yeah. conversation. Played nope. at Ole Miss late fifties, early sixties. Okay. Good dude. Yeah, Great I, dude. I think I've even heard a few stories. You know. Yeah. I'll I'll get y'all together. All right. And uh, and all that. All right. More texts. I promise we're going to preview some college games. I promise. It's coming. (laughs) Stick around. Back in the Farm Bureau Insurance studio, Farm Bureau Insurance. Go! With the home team, Carla texted and said she loves Chicken Hawk. Said he's good people, salt of the earth, and hail state. Uh huh. Squirrel said he wants an autograph hat. <laughs> I think I think we should get him an autograph hat. I thought he was just being sarcastic. Actually, he said he'd provide the hat. Well, now I word rumor has it that, that Squirrel used to be a an Alabama fan. Mm. I'm not I, I'm not sure if that's still true or not. Yeah, but. Um, I will say this, and, and this is this is something pretty important that's just kind of come across over the last few days. I don't know. Uh, Squirrel's good friends with uh, Chuck Stinson, who used to be on TV and radio. Yes. And Tell me what's going on there. I, I don't know all the details, but Chuck's in a very tough spot right now okay. uh, medically and just really needs our prayers. And so. Uh, well, I will definitely do it. He's Man, a good I... friend of mine as well, and, and uh, I didn't realize that it had gotten as bad as it is, but he's just. He, he, he's in a world of hurt right now, and it's critical but stable. Okay. Um, but just needs our prayers. So I hate those to hear folks that. out there in Radio Land are listening. Uh, offer up a a good word for for our friend Chuck and his family. Right. And when it comes to praying for him, let's don't just talk about it. Let's be about it. Yep. 
Um, and I didn't know. I got a text a couple of days ago uh, from a friend that mentioned something about him not doing too well. And I was a little bit surprised because it seemed like just a couple of days earlier I had seen a picture on Facebook of him at the beach. Chuck at the beach had his, he's out there smiling, you know, and I, and so that may have been one where someone shared a, a picture that was older and I just didn't pick up on that. Right. Um, so I really hate to hear it. I, I think a lot of Chuck too, he's been really good to me over the years when I first got out of school and got a job. I was working at a local TV station, North Mississippi. Well, he was, you know, he was a big time sports guy at WLBT and, uh, Jackson had been doing it forever, knew the ropes and, I leaned on him. He would help me and send video if we needed it. And and there were times when, you know, it might be in the area and I'd go into WLBT and uh, use his office or use his editing. He was just always really nice. He and Rob and John Matthews and those guys were always super nice to me. And I've always appreciated it. I kind of built a relationship that way. I hadn't seen him a lot over the years. Just had always kept up. We played golf together one time. Yeah, he's Jackson a big Lee. lefty. Yeah, he's lefty. A big le- He's to do the left-handed golf tournament uh-huh. once a year. Here. Yeah. They always talked about it. You remember how Chuck used to have the local uh, golf show and segment with Randy? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, he had me come and be his guest on that one time where he did a – I don't remember if it was a time of year where it coincided, but he sort of did this cross-pollination sort of golf piece of – when we beat Auburn my senior year and then had me out there getting golf lessons from Randy, right? Thank you. And um, showing me how to hit my driver <laughs> and that kind of thing. We did play golf together once. So I always like going to the remotes when him and, and Chuck uh, Chuck and Doug were at uh, like Chick-fil-A. Because <clears throat> mm-hmm. I would get to talk to Chuck all the time because Doug would be eating. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah, so Chuck, we don't expect you to be listening, man, but uh, hang in there, please hang in. I there. will say, add to this, it's it it's very serious, but it is non-COVID related. Okay, that's great, that's great. Um, while we were talking there, the homecoming queen just walked in the studio and handed me a bag of candy corn. Oh, <laughs> I that makes my mini starbursts. Pale in comparison. I love candy corn. Do you eat it by the color, or do you just pop a whole one in your mouth? Yes, and yes. <laughs> Depends on the mood. I am doing a big, huge, fat no-no right now, and that is eating something while on the air. I couldn't help it. I had to put one in my mouth. Yeah. I'm all about candy corn. Let's go it's to... Like, uh, like Lay's potato chips. I see you can't eat just one. More Bully on the Divinity Equipment phone line. Thanks for calling, More Bully. What's up? What's going on, Matt? I'm He's chewing eating candy corn I'm eating right candy now. corn right now. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess. So my wife said, I've told this twice today, my wife thinks that sugar is the devil's seasoning. Really? Yep. Why? She, I mean, she won't, she just, she despises it. I don't know. Okay. I mean, she, she, anyway, she, it, I, I'm not lying. Girl Scout cookie. It takes her a week to eat one cookie. Come on. No, she'll take a small bite, put it back in the box. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. I hope you have a different box than hers. <laughs> no. Why would it matter? 
take a my neighbors. Yeah, eat out of it. Take a bite. Smooching and eating the from box. the same thing are different. <laughs> yeah, that's really? different. Huh? Yes, they are. Yeah. When you no, eat okay. something they're and then different. you kiss somebody, it's completely different. Look, they're different Whatever. in principle. They are very different in principle. Now, in in application, uh, maybe <laughs> maybe not that different. <laughs> so, Matt, you and I have something in common. I had no idea. What's that? And I know what you're thinking right now, JB, is our athletic prowess, but that's not it. I was going to say the size um, of your feet. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been, I was on that uh, show with Chuck and Randy twice. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, one was a stand trap issue, and uh, one was uh, my driver as well. Okay. So, yeah, sure was. Yeah, Chuck and I, we're, we're really tight, man. We've we gotten away from each other for a minute. but Yeah. You know, Chuck, uh, he probably helped raise about $100,000 over the course of about three years for American Cancer Society with the uh, Slackers and Hackers Tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, that was always brutally fun. Yeah. And uh, we had a whole, it was a part three that Doug Colson was on. Yeah. And in order for Doug not to hit your ball, you had to pay him five dollars. <laughs> but Chuck is—I mean, you know—Chuck's uh, a great guy. Rob is pretty cool, but look, John is an idiot. Mm. He's an absolute idiot. Uh, he'll say anything. He will say to anybody <laughs> at any time. He sure will. And, I mean. He met my wife, uh, this was probably a year ago at a local restaurant. I can't even remember what he said. I said, Lisa, you just gotta excuse him. <laughs> he just doesn't know. Listen, <laughs> if there has ever around. been a person, if there's ever been a person who the phrase doesn't have a filter applied to, <laughs> it, it. it applies to, to John Matthews. He's called my radio show several times over the years. I know. And he'll do the I same know. thing as a caller. Like, I'm not joking you. We could be we could be having a conversation right here, and, and I only say this just because Chuck would laugh at this too. We could be having a very somber conversation about how Chuck's in poor health and he's struggling, and we need to pray for him. And the phone would ring, and it'd be John Matthews, and he'd go, "Hey Matt, hey Matt, I can't believe you completed that pass against Auburn." He'd go, "There's no way you should have caught it." You, Matt, let's be honest, Matt, you were the worst quarterback Jackie Sherrill ever had. There's no reason you should have that's made them. that. I mean, and he would just yeah. do it because that's what he wanted to do. Yeah. Hey, Matt, let me let me tell you a quick story before I know I have to go. All right. So Chuck and I, were, were, on the days when we were really, really close, um, we, he, he would we would play practical jokes on each other. Now, I don't mean little practical jokes. I, I had a ringing doorbell at my door one morning at like 4.45 on a Saturday. We had a 7.15 tea time, me, Chuck, <laughs> and, the, and the group. And uh, I look out, and it's this old lady with a 180 cigarette hanging out of her mouth lit. I'm like, <laughs> I looked out my sidelines looking for her accomplice, you know. Mm. And I, I cracked the door, and she said, yeah, we're here for the garage sale. <laughs> What <laughs> garage? Like there's no garage sale. And so anyway, I went back to bed, and sure enough, we heard car doors closed and everything. <laughs> and I put a sign that there's no garage sale. This is when we were still getting the morning paper. I'm like, uh huh. And so 
I go out and get the paper, and I look at the garage sale, <laughs> and at my address, it says, huge indoor sale. Everything must go. <laughs> and, that was, and here's what. We were out at Patrick Farms like the week before playing. Yeah. He asked me my address and my phone number. <laughs> <laughs> and you so didn't I'm question as he is. You didn't question why he was asking you for that? No. No. <laughs> and then look, so I put a I got a banner made in their driveway when they were going to Disney when they came back it said, Congratulations, Regina and Chuck. Like the nineteen ninety something clogging championship at Disney. <laughs> 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 and, then, wait, uh, and then I'll tell you one more. We woke up one morning, man, it must have been about six o'clock, maybe five forty five, I don't even know. What woke me up, you know? Mm. And I just kinda went back to sleep. And then I heard it again. I'm like I sat up in the bed and my wife says, Huh, what was that? I said, Huh. I didn't say anything. She said it sounded like a rooster. <laughs> and I said, Yep. It's a rooster. She said, what do you mean? I said, you know, Chuck did it. There's a rooster and two chickens in my backyard. I called the cop. Did you really? Yes, I did. Well, see, was he around? Right, have a good weekend. All right, appreciate huh? it. I was just going to say, was he, a, was he around or did he drop off the rooster and take off? That's fantastic. Chuck, we love you, man. Some of y'all, if you can tell him. We're thinking about him. Yeah, when it comes to praying for Chuck Stinson, don't let's don't just talk about it. Let's be about it. All right, y'all stick around. Hey, you know what goes good with candy corn? Peanuts. Coffee from High Point Roasters in New Albany. <laughs> Highpointroasters.com. I opened a bag of, um, a one-pound bag of beans from High Point Roasters in New Albany. The flavor on this bag is called Specialty Coffee for Pilots. <clears throat> yep. It has the same effect as a handful of candy corn. It will wake you up in the immediate future. Now, it differs from candy corn because I just ate about 20 candy corn during a commercial break. So I've got energy for the next 20 minutes, but I'm going to be asleep by 3.30. I promise you. <laughs> I'll be like Michael in the office when he got a pretzel with everything on it. And he lasted an hour. Had a sugar crash. Back on the show with you, Farm Bureau Studio, Farm Bureau, go with the home team. I really enjoyed that call and those stories from Moore Bully. That was fantastic. Chuck Stinson and his golfing buddies took out an ad in the paper for more bully and let the whole Metro know he was having a yard sale, garage sale, indoor garage sale, everything must go. <laughs> more bully got to thinking about it and he remembered they asked him for his phone number and address the week before. <laughs> Fantastic. <clears throat> you, uh, you're going to put that to use yourself one day. Yeah, just no comment. <laughs> Brown Hornet. Yeah, what's your address, JB? 
Brown Hornet on the Country Pleasing text line, 885-3776, says, I usually can't handle Chicken Hawk, but once a week, but today he was off the hook. Good stuff. Continued rest in peace, Roger. Thanks for the text. Let's see. What did uh, what did Pete tell you? Fleet Feet Pete told JB, he said, uh, you and I went to Clark with a guy, Johnny Sykes, who thought up from the grave he arose was up from the gravy and rolls. <laughs> Johnny Sykes. He's probably from up. We had a, we had a couple boys that uh, played baseball at Clark when I was playing basketball that were from up up where you are now. Okay. It was uh, one of them ended up coaching football at uh, at West Lauderdale's great ball player, uh, and then there was another guy from Mantachi. Uh huh. That was up there. I think. Um, the cat I'm thinking of, we call Booger. He was from Saltilla. Oh, I get you. Oh, uh, I know what it was. I was, I was thinking Johnny Sides. Who? Yeah. You, yeah. Do you know Johnny has the jewelry business up yeah. in Philadelphia? I know who you who you speak of. There. Johnny is who I got my wife's engagement ring from. Mm-hmm. Big old Miss fan. He's a great guy. And I don't know that I've I, I may have run into Johnny. Once, but I saw Johnny Sykes, and I, my brain was spinning. I'm like, wait a minute, I know Johnny. No, no, I'm thinking of Johnny Sides. Yeah, Fleet's feet. Pete said Johnny was from was uh, from Brookhaven. Okay, um, country pleasing text line is asking a fantasy football question. Would you start Cam Newton or Mahomes in fantasy league this if Sunday? If I have Mahomes, I'm starting Mahomes every game. Yeah, and what do you got? So Chiefs are at division rival. Chargers in front of nobody in a, in that big stadium out there. But who – Cam goes to Seattle. Uh, absolutely, I think in that situation – yeah, I think in that situation – you know, you're going to Seattle. Of course, you don't have the Legion of Boom fans like you normally would. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I think I'd start Mahomes. I mean, you're asking for our advice, give you an opinion. I would, in, in those two situations, I'd start uh, – I think I'd start my homes. Mailman David said candy corn and peanuts together taste like a payday candy bar. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. The homecoming queen bought them together. She sure did. She bought candy corn and a big old thing of peanuts. She has this mixture of like that, candy corn, peanuts, pretzels, and two or three different things. She puts it all together and makes a little thing out of it. It's really good. More bully. Kind of like, kind of like a trail mix? Yeah, but right. But kind of like a Halloween candy Sweet and salty trail right, well, mix. Well, closer to Halloween, I'll give you my address and you send me some of them. <laughs> hey, it's good now. And she also does a little haystack things, you know? You know what I'm talking about? They have the, what is that? The, well, shoot. I don't right. know what's in it. I just eat them. Anyway, moving on. Hey, uh, I want to get this in here. Football fans, listen up. Let's draw a hard line. We had a really good time for the last couple hours. I hope we're still going to have a good time. I just want to get this in here. I mentioned this to you all earlier. that uh, Coach Ogeron said something that was really interesting to me. Here's what he said. He said that his defense right now is better than it was at any point last year. Yep, that's the statement. Now think about that for a minute. Think about it. Our defense is better at this point than it was at any time last year. That's a national championship team last year. 
LSU had the number 32 scoring defense in the country last year. They were sixth in the country in third down percentage as a defense. They were really good. But he says his defense this year is better than that defense was last year at any point in time. We are so much better on defense right now than any part of the season last year. I feel what uh, Bo Pelini has come in, he's brought a new energy, a new excitement. Uh, the 4-3, Dave Aranda did a tremendous job for us, but I'm just glad that we moved to the 4-3. We're more of an attacking style of defense. Uh, we're using our personnel, and Bo has done a tremendous job for us. Now, how does that hit you? Like a big, fat lie. Think so? <laughs> I tell you what, he's just trying to drum up support because he knows that people aren't expecting them to be as good. And so what's the head coach's job? To, you know, to, to inspire others to let them know, hey, we're not going to be as bad as you mm-hmm. think we are. Matter of fact, we're better right now yeah. than we were last year. Yeah. I, um, I got some comments, a few comments at two different places where I posted that. Uh, I posted on Instagram and also posted it on, uh, Twitter. Some of the Twitter responses were interesting. There were several people, JB, that their take on it was, um, their their take on it was, well, that must mean that the LSU defense is having success in practice against their own offense, which obviously they didn't have last year, right? That's a good point. That's a good point. And it is a good point because you know they've been going some ones versus ones, good on good. So so several people have brought that up. A lot of people that commented on that post, I, I put the video out there and the quote on uh, Twitter, and a lot of people did the same thing as you just simply said, yeah, I don't, I just don't, I don't, I don't buy that. I think it's just another form of coach speak. I mean, well, it, if it is, you know, and I told you that I have some friends kind of connected to the LSU program. We communicate from time to time. And I reached out to one of those guys and he said, yeah, believe it or not, that's what they're seeing. He said, you know, whether you believe it or not, that's what they're seeing is this one's better. Uh, there's a guy named Jabril Cox, I think, is uh, a guy they're really high on. You know, he's a, they say that he's a, a difference maker. So, I mean, that's, I think there's some belief there. This was an interesting response I got to that on Twitter also from, uh, Fearless Leader 7. And others said this, JB, that he, this entire offseason, there have been times when LSU fans have noticed that, Coach O is a little aggressive towards Dave Aranda, a little like, what do you call it, like kind of subtweeting or, you know, a shot across the bow every now and then yeah. towards Dave Aranda? Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, how long was Aranda there? Five years? Well, is that right? Yeah. Four or five. Yeah. And, I mean, he left to go be a head coach in the Power Five. I don't understand what the rub would be. And every, it ain't like he's the only one who bailed on him after winning a national championship, you know? No. Fearless Leader said this on Twitter in response to that. He said he was a little aggressive in what he said, but the struggles with Dan Mullen, Texas, Vanderbilt, Ole Miss, the fourth quarter touchdown pass versus Alabama, the touchdown before half against UCF in 2018. Sometimes Aranda just ugh. But mostly, he said, Ed Ozeron wants to run a 4-3. Uh, you know, some head coaches can't get out of their own way, Matt. You know that. Yeah. And I, th- I think Orgeron 
showed that he could get out of the way last year, and you saw what happened. Mm-hmm. And then now with, you know, you can say all you want to say about Ensminger still being there and being the OC and calling the plays or whatever, but did they win a national championship before Joe Brady got there? No, and they were pretty – I mean, pretty, they were good, but they were pretty average, you know. They were pretty average at being just mundane on offense. That's right. The and best thing that LSU had going for them all the years were, were was their defense. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just I just don't see Orgeron getting out of the way again for two years in a row. Well, and it happened to him on offense, you know, prior yeah. to the whole Ensminger thing. He kind of didn't get out of the way there and. Now it may be happening on defense. I don't know, but Bo Pelini does not strike me as the kind of coach who is going to allow Ed Ogeron or anybody else to come barging into the defensive meeting room and tell them what to do. <laughs> but they're going to run a 4-3. They do have great personnel. We know that. The All-SEC Coaches preseason poll came out yesterday, and two of the four first-team defensive backs are both from LSU. Yeah. And so it just adds to the intrigue of this first ball game for me. Yeah. And and you got to think maybe is he doing that to fire up his defense or yeah. to to make them make them play harder? Mm-hmm. Maybe they know the offense is going to stink. That's what they got to have. Yeah. I don't maybe. know. I don't. I know this hour 3 is coming up and we'll hear That's from Mike a quick Leach. 2 hours. It really was. Stick around. 